0: That still gives me chills, all Ooh, me of those too. memories in those pictures. Oh, my goodness. I'm Carmela. In a moment, you'll meet the woman who's really building this, taking this legacy and, and building something special for aspiring artists and, and those who have been touched by the lives of the Quinn family. And Peter and I and, and PJ and the rest of our family, our daughters as well, have been touched by the Quinn family. Before we bring Kathy on, and I'm very excited because today is super special, in order to uh, just give you a heads up, we have a few things happening, a really special offer from Kathy that she's doing as a gift uh, to all of us. So I'll tell you about that at the end. And a lot of you are responding to these lives that we're having on Thursday and you want to know in advance what's happening, go to carmelasterling.com and we'll keep you posted on who's coming up in the lives and when the shows are in the time and all of that. I don't want to miss anything. The other piece is let Kathy know where you're watching from because the foundation reaches beyond just her neighborhood. Now, this is a very big deal and we want you to feel a part of, to see what's happening to these young aspiring artists, to stay in touch with Kathy as well. So without further ado, meet the founder and president of the Anthony Quinn foundation, Kathy Quinn. Hello, my wonderful friend. Hi, Carmella. You made me cry with that, with that, uh, that brief you know um, i tried to get those tears out earlier i was working on that this is i don't know what it is but i have butterflies and i'm excited i'm so happy to see you oh, i'm so happy to face. be here with
1: you you're Thank you're beautiful as ever and and your love is as warm as ever you can feel it right
0: through the computer screen i really Thank appreciate you. that you know Thanks for having me I said to Kathy the other day, okay, we're going to, in 20 minutes, she's like, 20 minutes? Like, we, we can't even tell our story in 20 minutes. And many years ago, that story started. And I got to thinking, like, how you you and Tony really impacted, like, my, my life with my husband and my children, and how you're doing that through this foundation to inspire others. And you'll get to see the recipients. We have pictures of, to share with you. Kathy's going to kind of walk us through it. How long ago did this start for you? you, the beginning of the foundation? Has it been like 10 years? It's Tony? been over over 10 years. Actually, just, you know,
1: Tony's been gone for 21 years now. And um, 21, yeah, 21. And uh, after he passed, I wanted to do something, but I really didn't know what. and uh, And I set up a... Uh, children's Art Foundation, because I thought if anybody wanted to give him a gift, you know, for his funeral, that it would go to a children's school. But it kind of went nowhere. Um, I mean, it didn't not go anywhere, but it, it was, sorry, my cat wants to get out. Can I just open them? I'm just going to open the yeah,
0: door. Yeah, of course. Of course. get to see her home. We're in the kitchen and there's art everywhere. And I love that you display the art for enjoyment. Um, let me let, let Kathy finish her story and then we're going to Share with you what's yeah. happening. Today. So,
1: so now we really got it going in 2007. We started the scholarship program in 2010. It's really modeled after his experience of his own life because he was gifted. Uh, the the assistance of Frank Lloyd Wright when he was a teenager it was life changing for him. That's a very long story, but uh, it, I wanted to be able to do the same because I realized that even my own kids, as they were getting older, they were getting more internal. They they were afraid to be creative. They were afraid to um, to really uh, honor their creativity. And you need that encouragement as a teenager, I think, um, because otherwise, all teenagers want to do is just fit in. Uh, and And the arts are like food for the soul. And without that. We uh, and schools are very lacking. Um, starting, I believe they're starting to pick up, realize that it's so important. But for a while there, it was something if the parent wasn't the the instigator of the kid going out to get uh, dance lessons or music lessons or film or help them nurturing their their passion. It really wasn't happening. So we wanted to do something. It's you know small. So we've helped them we help them attend these um, summer intensive programs that sure. that are really critical to people like they go they go away, they choose the program, they'll go uh, if they receive the award, they go to um, it's usually away from home and it's usually three to six weeks. And so imagine you're in a high school with kids that you didn't choose. you're there because it's your zip code. But now you're in a place for three, six weeks with people like you who love, uh, you know, are passionate about a certain thing. And it can be just transformative for.
0: So the the foundation helps the kids with scholarships. And we'll show you the recipients in just a moment. Uh, But Kathy does two, many things, exhibits, uh, you have events, you bring the kids from school, they can come to your home and have hands on. Is that true too, Kathy? Yeah, tell us about that so We'll, we'll host it uh, first, Peter. Uh,
1: that, that program is limited to local high schools because they have to actually get here. So we've had, uh, you know, between anywhere between uh, groups of 10 kids to 30, and they get to do, we call them creative retreats. So we have them here for a whole day, they wander around. I tell them about Anthony Quinn and his life and his uh, journey. They they kind of pick one aspect. As you know, he wrote. He he acted. He uh, he sang. He sculpted. He painted. And so they choose one aspect that inspires them, and they get to spend a half hour, an hour, just drawing, painting, thinking, writing, and then we all meet up and we talk about it. And it's so fantastic. Because-
0: so what happens to, because most people think, oh my gosh, to go to the Quinn's home, their estate, uh, don't touch anything. But that's not what it's like. This is literally, because no. I noticed in the pictures, the kids are touching the books and the paintings and the maquettes and all. What's, yeah. And that's a, big part, you-
1: that's a big part of it because they, they can go to any museum, any day of the week and and, yeah. and be told stand in front of it look at it they really don't understand that they, the point of that too is there's so many objects that are in process and and things that invite people to say can I pick this up this is so cool rock mm-hmm. stone that's being carved and to have them see the process of uh of the the um the, the process of the work. So right. Is that right. noise is that noise bothering you? That's my
0: okay. I don't hear it. Yeah, okay. I don't hear it. Do uh, um, you know, the, the process it.
1: for them is important because they understand it's not just something you're in a museum, you see a painting hanging on a wall and it's done and you don't really understand what went into making this happen. And with his work you can see the drawings, the the sketches, the half finished pieces of wood that he had all in the barn in his workshop. You remember those, there's pieces of wood everywhere. You know what his favorite thing to do was to take long bike rides, to walk on the beach for hours with the kids and pick things up. And he'd bring it home. And then that would become, uh, you know, one of his one of his um, sculpture pieces. Wow. You know, these tiny little pieces and then massive, you know, eight
0: pieces. You know, it's interesting, though. Many people know your your late husband as an incredible actor. I was trying to remember how many films he had actually performed in. It's over 200, I believe. Right. So Uh, 180, he used to say,
1: but he probably did some that weren't, you know, that weren't released because a lot of times that happens. You're working on a film and then it never gets released. So um, 180 documented. I had somebody research that.
0: Wow. Remember uh, when we were at your home and uh, Peter and Tony were in the office and there were a couple of uh, the golden statues, the Academy Awards in, in the office. And I thought, and how profound is this? This man has impacted so many lives, touched so many lives with all of his performances, but I knew him as an artist in my 20s. I saw my first Anthony Quinn art piece in a penthouse in New York that was uh, Countess Madeleine and the Hurlings family. They had it up on display. And I went, "What? what is that? And she said, it's Seth's Triumph by Anthony Quinn. And I said, "What? who, what? And it didn't really register, um, you know, about the acting part. And then when I met you and Tony, I said, you know, I've known your art a long time, uh, but not necessarily the, the, the movies. And right. he was struck by that because he a prolific artist. And I, I tracked that down until we met you and then finally got a hold of it. It's hanging in our home. And as you see behind us, ladies and gentlemen, I, we have other Anthony Quinn art in our home. Art draws you in, the point of my story. That over everything drew drew me in. Maybe it's movies, maybe it's the statues. I'm so absolutely blown away as is everyone else, how many mediums this man worked in. So wow. what, whatever tugs at your heartstrings, it's there. Uh, whether it's all of the books and the movies and the paintings and all of the wonderful pieces that he's crafting, created, We were uh, just mind blown to be able to have that opportunity with you years ago to see all of that art in your hallways and in the garage and in the barn. I mean, he was just constantly working on something, it seemed.
1: Well, I think uh, I, that's true. He was always working. And and to his, I think, great benefit when he was, I mean, he, he started off as an artist, drawing, being, you know, wanting to be an architect, and act, acting happened by accident. But once he and once he started making money as an actor, he was advised do that. I mean, it was the 1930s. You couldn't really choose. I, I would rather do this, and so he kept his his art career started very early on when he was he started sketching when he was five or six years old, and throughout his life he kept doing his artwork, but only for himself and. And that's when people look at all the different mediums he worked in, people are like, well, why didn't he just settle on one? Well, because he didn't have to. He wasn't selling it at the time. He started selling it much, much later. He was 70, uh, 70. No, I think, yeah, 70, almost 70 years old when he had his first show wow. in um, in Hawaii and they had discovered him, so he had been creating art all these years, and then he was casting them in bronze and marble and, and doing small wood pieces and, and working in clay and glass and and, and metal. He just loved exploration, and, and I think that was to his great benefit because I think uh-huh. artists, when they're selling, it's very easy for a gallery or their seller to to kind of pigeonhole them and say people are buying this, do more of these, and he didn't get stuck there. So it was just kind of his play. Um, not, I wouldn't say play like laughing, ha ha ha, fun. He needed to do it. It was his outlet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. His creative outlet. So the, go ahead. I'm sorry, Kathy. Well, in the
1: book I gave you, uh, you know, I had a writer write an essay about him as an artist, and he it was the first time I heard somebody say that. He said it's something. You know, when you're an actor they hand you a script they tell you to read your lines they put you standing in the you know on a set so you're creating but you're within the framework of someone else's head in the right. art world he was his own person and it was all his own so it was some expression that he needed to have his uh, individuality
0: mm. so when out. you when you say okay so Kathy's foundation she's the founder and president and has lots of support and supporters i love that you're helping the kids see What's inside of them, right? So seeing all of these different pieces in different textures, they find what's in them. What do you see in them after they've made a visit to your home? And then then we'll go to the recipients in a moment. But what what do you see in the kids and these young? Uh, well, those visitors, people? I think they they um, they learn
1: that art is a process and that. Nobody, dis, nobody has set in their head what kind of art they should do when they're 15 years old. Even as they get older, it's, it's evolving constantly. And so I try to teach them, you know, they'll say, well, I take pictures, I draw, I paint, and I don't know which one to choose. And I say, you don't have to choose, just nice. Just do, do what you love. And then one will kind of probably come through as the strongest. Um, I think they learn that. They learn that, um, you know, I don't want them to come here. Somebody, one one student came and he said, when I get rich, uh, because, you know, Tony's collection is probably twice the size of what he created. And this young man said, when I get rich, I'm going to collect artwork also. And I said, Anthony Quinn didn't start when he was rich. He started when he had no money. Um, he just collected pieces that, he, that inspired him to create. That's how he learned. He didn't have any formal training. And it was really his collecting that inspired his creating. And he surrounded himself with beautiful things no matter where he was. Yeah. And it didn't have to be multimillion dollar paintings. It would, could just be, you know, when he was in France, he would go to the flea market. He would just get knickknacks. He would buy masks. He would buy things wherever he was. It's it's um, it was a, an obsession. Yeah. He needed to surround himself with beauty,
0: and that was what you know helped him. Create- I love that. And people like everybody he met, he just he he connected with them. It didn't matter where they were from. It just, he, he had this beautiful connection. We're going to go to the recipients. Kathy, you have awarded uh, the 2022 recipients are already taking and it's closed the applications for 2023. May we um, uh, honor everyone with the recipients of 2022 Anthony Quinn Foundation and uh, awards and let Kathy speak that it's not just uh, painting art. It's art of many different forms, including uh, violinists, ballerinas. Kathy, I'll to you. dancers, and musicians, and literary arts, These are the recipients of the 2022 uh, Anthony right. Foundation. How magnificent. Yeah, they.
1: Uh, we try, you know, we receive applications in literary arts, media arts, uh, visual arts, performing arts, um, stickers, dancers. We, I, The different disciplines of, of the artistic di- disciplines, and um, and the students who apply are so passionate about what they do, and and it helps give them confidence. Some of them come and say, "I never thought I could win anything," and um, you know, and then they get this uh, funding to help them attend the programs, and it's it, it for some of them, it's it's just uh, life changing. Others, and and it's not a you know, it's not a disappointment to us if someone wins an award as a ballet dancer, and then five years later they decided not to be a ballet dancer. Being a ballerina teaches you, teaches you poise, teaches you how to present. It it, it benefits you in all aspects of of your life. So regardless of whether you become, you know, a, a prima ballerina, that's not. Really, the point. I mean, many of them do go on, and their art becomes their career. But other, um, most of the time, it's something that just gives them the confidence. It's a, it's a form of expression, uh, self-expression, self-exploration um, that that a young person needs. I mean, throughout our lives, we need that. But um, I don't know if you remember. There was a quote in one of uh, he he wrote um, Tony wrote this uh, intro to a book once, and it, the he talked about um, daring. And he said, "You know, when we're kids, we're, daring is just a way of life. I dare you to climb that tree. I dare you to." And we're very, we're very risk-taking. And as we get older, that daring goes away. We get life gets safer and safer. And he talked about that with creativity. We get to be. We, you know, we want to stay safe and do things that we know people like instead of taking risks and and being being bold and and so he said that's the real challenge as you get older is to push yourself to take those risks creatively because that's where you grow and so we try yeah. to get these kids to grow you know and it's hard to push yourself when you're a teenager and you have so many other pressures around you and you know you've had teenagers so i've had teenagers <laughs>
0: but you the judges do something uh, that benefits the kid don't they do a takeaway um for the recipients that maybe didn't make it that year what can you just in a nutshell i don't know every
1: year we receive over 100 applications and and wow we only award uh we can only afford to award between 10 and 12 so the other 90 students or 90 or 100 however many will receive uh uh, not just a you didn't win the award but they'll say the judges reviewed your work and although you didn't receive the award this is their you know their comments or their advice and it's very usually positive giving some encouragement so that the student then maybe reapplies the next year wow. or or takes that and wow. you know that advice and it gives them a little um you know some yeah. professional feedback from because all of the judges are professional artists uh, teachers they're used to working with students so they're um and working in the field um that they're judging in so it's mm-hmm. it's nice for people to have that outside critique
0: oh my and gosh criticism that- you know it's a, it's a critique yeah. which is very helpful for them to grow We've seen some of the recipients go on, to. Didn't someone just uh, get accepted to the uh, uh, San Francisco Ballet?
1: She, she just showed her. She's, she's dancing with the San Francisco Ballet. She's the first African-American um, to, be, to be in the San Francisco Ballet. She is so poised. She just sent me an interview. She did, um, and, and, and they come from across the country. And this year, we've had four internationals I th- uh, apply. We haven't finished yet, but I think two from Pakistan have applied um and so it's really uh wonderful to see where they're coming from and it's taken a long time to spread the word that's what i like to do you know for the kids we have to reach out to the because usually the kids need a teacher to say come on you can do this and and so it's really up to their their parents or their teachers a lot of times we've had kids who win and they say i did it without my parents knowledge because my parents don't think i'll be successful so they do it kind of behind their parents back which is good you know i mean not good that they're sneaking this not really but if they win you know we found out that the parents didn't even know that the child was applying to go to this program
0: oh my you God.
1: know and uh, and saying we didn't know she was that passionate about her writing or something like that
0: we'll see it in, in this you may find and i know potentially find the next anthony quinn
1: possibly Possibly, but and, and that's not the point. And we love that they, you know, uh, a lot. I think early on when we started, one of our uh, board members said, you know, the problem is a lot of people don't know who Anthony Quinn is anymore. And I said, that's not really the point. He yeah. lived his life in a certain way, dedicated to art. And I think it's an example that can live forever you know that people it doesn't change it's not because now we're he was born in 1915 people born in you know 2015 will have the same challenges as artists they're still going to have to discover who they are what they want to do where's their place in the world that won't change no matter what technology does for us you still have to do soul searching and that's what art mm. does for you and uh, mm. I don't think that
0: that doesn't change, right? No one could you know? have said that better. That is absolutely perfect. So perfect because it's, it's true. And for us, uh, we we love having Tony's art here. We have uh, you in our life as well. And, and people are interested in asking. So there are two websites for the foundation. Go and see the exhibits, the pictures, learn about the kids, be, be a supporter, be a donator, be a, a fan and a supporter of the foundation at Anthony Quinn foundation. And you will go to, to aqfoundation.org and you can connect with Kathy there and just and really just see the big picture. I think it'll do something special for you, enrich your life and in hand, maybe you'll do something for the children. Kathy's giving me an opportunity now because she knows how much I love the art and some of you are asking about where can I get it? Where can I get this piece so that we have uh, multiple prints available and if you use Carmela25 code, you will get 25% off your order, your purchase. And what I love about that is you will now have something in your home. And um, these proceeds, much of the proceeds goes to the foundation. So I love that you're shopping for you. You're still helping the foundation. Kathy, is there anything else in closing that we can do to help really open the eyes of the world? I mean, not only are we out on Facebook and YouTube, we're going to plaster this everywhere because the kids need our support and they need your guidance. You have seen not only from your own eyes and, and living with one of the most prolific artists of not only our day, but the future. Because for me, Tony was always one of those master artists that many of us have loved for years. He for me is in that category and also opened my eyes to abstract and bronze and other metals and silver as I wear this necklace. So, so proudly. So what else can we do uh, to, to help promote what's happening? Well,
1: I think the most important thing I try to spread is I've heard so many people say, well, I'm not an artist, I'm not artistic, I don't get art. And I think that that's such a uh, a mistake because people think art is going to a concert, going to the Philharmonic, going to a museum. Art is around you every day. If it wasn't for artists, uh, we would be sitting here naked. You know, uh, and uh, and walking to work every day because artists and designers design cars, our clothes, uh, our lives are surrounded with beauty, uh, beautiful things, and we would we, we take it so for granted that we think arts are very frivolous and not serious and it's a, it can be a career. It can be, you know, people are starting to understand that you need to be an artist and be able to make money. It's not, it used to be like, Oh, if you make money, you're too commercial. No, that you have to learn to live. That's, it's part of life art is part of your everyday life. If you, you know, people who they they can do that. I used to go into a restaurant with Tony and he would say, you know, the way a table is set, you can tell how, that people care. There's a little flower on the table. The, the the way that the forks and knives are straight. It was very important to him because that those are the little details that make your day. Um, seeing flowers on a lamppost, on a road, that people care to beautify their surroundings. You know, it makes it makes makes you smile. And so uh, you have to support artists in whatever way you can, if it's through the foundation, if it's through your local arts organizations, don't dismiss how important it is for creative thinking, for growth, for just the beautiful way we like, we all like to live. Uh, makes people kinder.
0: Yeah. Yes, for sure. Kinder and loving and just kind of stop for the moment, enjoy the moment, appreciate it. And you have... You just always will have a special spot in my heart. And I'm so happy to see you today. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We'll have to do this again and maybe... um Well, we we have lots of questions coming in and people interested, just sending them to the website so they can see. But You you tell me if uh, there's anything, you know, if we want to do a follow up,
1: if you want me to answer any questions, I'm happy to do that for you. That would be
0: wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Love you so
1: much, Carmela.
0: Merry Christmas. Love you too. Merry Christmas. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye, Kathy. Love you.